Hi, and welcome to the Scale with Soul podcast with me, spiritual and business mentor, Annika Burke. And me, business coach and course creator, Carla Biesinger. Every week, we're giving you the full behind the scenes of how we're growing and scaling our businesses with soul. And by that, we're meaning what we're doing in our marketing, how we're building our funnels, what we're doing with our team and how we're hiring in order to really move the business to the next level. And we're doing it in a way that gives us freedom and abundance and most of all has a huge impact on our clients. We hope you love it. Hi. I'm good. How are you doing? I heard you've had a pretty exciting couple of weeks and some really exciting new ideas. I have. There's been a bit of a huge break going on. I've been like dying to tell you more, but I've been really holding back. So Okay, um, I can't wait. Yeah. yeah Start so like wherever I, feels good. Okay, yeah. And so I mean I'm not sure what my coaching question is um but I think it's around business model and affiliate marketing so let's kind of come back to that as a theme I think would be really interesting to kind of think through so just a bit of a history is that when I was in the U.S. last year I was in Temple with Sarah Jenks, who's a coach that I've worked with a lot. And we were in this really, really deep um, guided meditation journey kind of thing. And I had a very, very profound experience at that time where I felt myself going into this ancient temple and Mary Magdalene came to me and she spoke to me and she said, Annika, um, here is a key. And she gave me this key. And I know this is sounding pretty out there right now. (laughs) She gave me this key and she said, this is the key to the sisterhood of the rose. And I was like, okay, holy shit. Like what? And she was like, "Um, you, part of your path is to found a priestessing school. Okay. And it was an extremely profound experience. I then came out of the meditation, burst into tears, like, and had to, I had to go and like have a sleep. It was really weird. I've never had that experience before in meditation. I had to literally like go and have a sleep like in the middle of the day to like, it was like, it was so big. Anyway, I kind of parked it and I was like, I'll come back to that at a later point because um, right now where I was at that time, I was really focusing on getting my business to a point where it felt financially stable. I was, had recently quit my job. So I was like, I'll come back to you. And so then what happened last week is I was on, um, I was in London, I was in a mastermind group and I wasn't really talking about this, but I was kind of with other women who all have really abundant businesses. And you know what happens when you start hanging out with other women with abundant businesses, Mm. things start to to click. And um, Rose Radford was saying like, so she's my current business coach and she was saying, um, you know, what is, what is the big dream? that you have and I was like well it's this priestess school and she was like well who have you told about this and I was like well nobody (laughs) (laughs) so so anyway I um I go back home you know sleep that night wake up in the morning and I'm cooking my kid kids scrambled eggs or pancakes or whatever I was making them for their Sunday morning breakfast and the whole thing just downloads like wow you know how people say like you know a book downloads or a song downloads the whole thing just downloaded and I'm stood there just cooking the eggs and I'm like 
oh I know what I need to do okay and so it was amazing (laughs) and a bit like oh it's amazing how stuff can just like come in really quickly when you sort of least expect it so what I'm feeling called to create is an academy and temple of sacred feminine spirituality and the name I'm working with at the moment is called the Asherah Center um, Asherah is an ancient word for um, the goddess. It was in the Ju- Ju- um, Judaism uh, tradition. Um, there was um, El and Asherah. Asherah was, was God's wife. And she was written out of the teachings at the time when the patriarchy started to like rise and take over religion as well as societal control. So it really feels like a great word as well Mm. so um what's different about this to my current business is that I really see this having a physical building at some point in the future like a physical center where women and men can come and train in uh sacred feminine spirituality in um and in so it would it would include like foundational training in this kind of spiritual work which is kind of what I do already but there would be in the future like higher levels of more spiritual training so how to hold space how to process how to like how to like hold space for others so certifications for example and I really see this as a place where there's an online aspect but it could be in person as well And I feel like that my business training and the work I've done with corporate women also fit under this as well. It's a center that's not just about like spirituality for the sake of spirituality. It's about getting your hands dirty and bringing it into the world. So my different programs kind of nestle under this new banner, this new brand, I guess. So, okay, that's that's the idea. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And like, what's the idea with the certificates like who would go to this and what would they be able to like how would they be able to implement it yeah so so I mean a version of myself I think is always like the your best your best dream client like I've done a foundational year in um sacred feminine spirituality training which I did with Elaine Kalila and so I really see my sacred growth program evolving to be that foundational training um and then from there you can kind of go off in different directions but the higher level training will be more around how to actually teach about spirituality how to hold temple like how to hold you know advanced women's circles Mm. that kind of thing so it's really this training that women are asking for but what's different about this is that I don't necessarily see myself being the teacher of that I think that um what I could do is bring in a senior priestess to develop the curriculum for this so I'm more the CEO of the center and elements of it I want to continue to teach but actually we would have a faculty Mm-hmm. It's like a faculty of teachers who are teaching different parts of curriculum, of different programs. So it's more like an academy, a school, rather than just being like me. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? It feels yeah. much bigger than me. It feels bigger than my current business because it feels like it's a collective. Okay. Mm. I mean, so what do you feel like could be a first step towards creating that? 
So I've reached out to a few random people already. I say random, but women that I feel called towards who I feel like could be part of the faculty. I definitely haven't found that senior priestess yet, but that's okay. Um, and we're going to have like a, just like a, an initial call this week just to start to feel into um, how we could start to come together. So mm-hmm. these are women that I know just from my industry, a couple of them are clients, like ex-clients actually, who I feel like could be really good, um, friends, etc. But the thing that I think could be really interesting is around affiliate marketing. So, um, so for example, the corporate women component, I do not want to deliver that component myself, but I have a course and this will be an overarching brand. So what I'm thinking is, and I actually have someone in mind, can I get somebody else to deliver that course, that component under the brand on an affiliate marketing program? Do you see what I mean? So they would be selling it. They'll be the lead Mm. teacher. It's under the brand. So everything's coming through one brand, but I'm not having to do all of that. Do you see what I mean? Like yeah. I'm not having to do all of the different um, set, all of the different funnels, essentially. But it would be your program that you have created, or it would be someone else's program. It would be a hybrid. So mm. my course with somebody else doing the coaching. Okay. Yeah, I think that like can definitely work. I think I've brought in a lot of different coaches into my programs Mm -hmm. and some of the problems that I've seen was just um them sharing kind of contradicting information right yeah so I think when you pick someone if you want them to deliver your program Mm. def I I think going forward for me I would actually pick someone who has gone through my program so she has actually. Okay, amazing. My friend, my friend, I gave her. It was really, it was really aligned. I gave her free access to the program, mm. and and she joined in as one of the participants. But I knew she was more advanced, mm-hmm. and so it's it like I feel like yeah, she could deliver it. Um, Sacred growth. My foundational training is a bit more complicated. But again, I feel like it would be wonderful to have an assistant priestess supporting mm. me to some of the calls so I can step back a little bit yeah. more to the CEO role, have somebody who is co-delivering it with me, but also could they be co-selling it with me? Mm. And it's trying yeah, to I think how that there's would work. two different ways because one would mm. be you would just hire someone to come into your yeah. faculty and you would pay them for yeah. the coaching. Yeah. And then you could do it in both ways where they get paid for the coaching they deliver mm. or you eventually once it's big enough, you just pay them a little bit more and then they're also active in like the Facebook group or whatever. So mm-hmm. you have them supporting your clients in not just on the course, but also for questions exactly. that come like up in between. Really like an assistant, like priestess essentially in that, in that container. Yeah. Yeah. And then you could set it up as a separate way so that whenever she brings someone into your faculty, she would get the affiliate commission. So she brings a client in, you mean? Whenever she brings a client in. So you can obviously still sell it. And if you're selling it, you would get 100% off that revenue. 
And then you could have her sell it. You could also have other people sell it and then just decide on what affiliate commission that is. And maybe, you know, you have a slightly higher commission for your partner. Yeah. Then for everyone else, like we're actually just building our affiliate program. Yes, which is why I knew you would know about it. (laughs) Yeah. So in a few months, I'll be able to share a lot more because Mm -hmm. I'm actually having someone being trained and I'm not doing it myself, but in a few months, I'll be able to kind of understand mm. how it's working, etc. So it's definitely such a powerful way because you're not relying on Facebook ads. You know, you're really mm. making these connections with someone who shares your audience and you're just jumping st- 10 steps ahead because there's so much trust built already between that mm. affiliate and their audience. Yes, exactly. And I'm just wondering if they could... Um... And I think I think it'd be interesting for us to explore together how far you can go with this, because to what extent do they have their own funnel? You know, like that that person could have their own webinar, their own Facebook ads, their own funnel to bring people into the program, which could be completely off my books. Yeah. You see what I mean, and that's how far you could go with it. Absolutely. I think mm. you have to remember that. Some people are really good at coaching and they're Mm. really not good at the business side. Yeah. And so you might have someone who's an amazing coach and like an amazing facilitator, but they're just not very good at selling or building their own audience. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I wouldn't get too. I see what you mean. They're not necessarily want to do both. Yeah. It could happen. Right. And it it could be Mm -hmm. that unicorn, but I think Mm -hmm. I would probably focus on both and not get super tunnel visioned on like I have to find that one person who can be yeah 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 so I like this hybrid model so essentially it's kind of salaried initially or yeah um where in sacred growth for example what I was thinking for an assistant priestess role would be to take one of the monthly calls off me. So take the, the, the moonly planning call off me, um, Facebook group, starting conversations, starting threads, you know, inspirational things in the Facebook group. Um, you know, just having a backup person for if I'm sick, do you know yeah. what I mean? In terms of running temple and coaching calls would be so nice. And mm. on certain temples throughout the year having a co-priestess there who can weave in something as well would be just like really gorgeous um and maybe also doing sales calls would be great Mm. and Um, that again is something that they could get paid per commission on a commission mm. basis for the sales calls yeah I see you know so there's a lot of different earning potentials or a lot of different income streams yeah. for that person and I think that's definitely one of the mistakes I've made with hiring team members where I've just overpaid mm. yeah and so now I would really like for example with this person who's doing the affiliate program for us she's getting a base salary and mm. then from month three she's getting a commission for every sale that comes in because of the affiliate model she baked, she built. And then every year we're increasing that commission. Nice. That's really nice. So I think really one of the biggest mistakes was 
paying people too much from the beginning and not really giving them an opportunity to grow as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just super yeah. nice to be like, okay, like here's where you start. And for someone like this, you know, who wants to be a coach, but maybe she doesn't have a lot of clients herself. It's not only a great opportunity to one, get paid to coach. It's mm -hmm. also practice for her. It's also exposure, right? Like mm -hmm. you would have to think about how would you feel about her getting one-on-one -on -one clients out of your program? Like would that, you know something mm. you can include in your contract mm. but so there's a lot of opportunity for mm -hmm. someone who comes into your program that your clients have paid for mm. Mm. because I guess what's held me back in the past around hiring in for delivery is that it's not income generating initially but it's, it's saving you time yes it is it is it has to it has to save me time so that I can step back And then be in the funnel, you know, and be in the strategy. And actually, with this role for Sacred Growth particularly, I not only want someone that's just going to, like, deliver what I kind of suggest. I actually want someone that's in the strategy and saying, you know, how can we, you know, how can we um, improve the curriculum? Mm. How, you know, how can we improve the, improve the course? Um, how could, like, so there's... There's definitely something more than just being like a co-coach, uh, hiring in like a coach. There's something around being really strategic in it. And that kind of builds into the Ashura Center model, which is that the faculty are part of like they're part of the strategy. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? That's kind of my vision, how it's kind of like I, I'm sort of it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that I feel like it's just something that you know with time you will see like it's so difficult to know like does this one person have everything that I need mm. right but you can definitely I think when you come up with the job description and maybe that could be something you could do yeah it's just like okay what do you want them to what tasks do you want them to do on a monthly basis yeah and one of those tasks could be a monthly kind of strategy meeting with you where they bring yeah. Yeah. suggestions, ideas for how to mm. do it because then you're training them to come to you with like ideas, solutions, mm -hmm. etc. Exactly. So it's not just them showing up and then you're like guiding the whole thing. Exactly. But really like empowering them. Mm to come up with better ways. Yeah, exactly. And that's just going to strengthen and strengthen over time, which is going to enable me to step back more and more. Yeah. And just ultimately it's better for the clients because it's going to be a better program. As yeah. A result. It really will be. Okay. So just taking away my next steps then. So I think what I'm taking away is that I need to think through this hybrid model a bit more about what would what would I for particularly if it's just to look at sacred growth for now so what would be what I would pay somebody for this kind of assistant priestess role and then what kind of commission would we include and where do you think how are you feeling into that in terms of where to start with commission are you just kind of intuitively thinking so about that? 
if if it's an online course, I typically I feel like thirty percent is on the lower end. Mm-hmm. I would go up to fifty percent. Mm-hmm. This could be, you know, for your priestess um, coach. Yeah. But then for outsiders, you could maybe do 40% because there's just extra things, you know, like uh, admin costs associated on your end. Yeah. Uh, p- transaction fees, et cetera. So that's where I kind of, I used to do 50%. Now I'm at 40%. And mm. then for certain people, I would bump it up to 50%. Mm. But yeah, I feel like when it's an online course, 30% for me feels pretty low. Mm, I feel like there has to be a really lower. like skin in the game here. Yeah. Um, like a really good incentive. But yeah, for the for the assistant priestess, maybe starting at 40% and saying we'll increase it to 50% as and when, potentially. Yeah. Um, that's going to be, I mean, I would definitely go for that. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Yeah. If someone came to me with this opportunity, I'd be like, get me in that. Like, amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is a really underused business strategy, the, the affiliate, affiliate yeah. marketing. I really yeah. want to, once we've nailed it, I really like want to create a course about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I can, so we've just talked about it for Sacred Growth, which is my like initial, my sort of, initial training foundational year but I can apply this towards the other oh yeah the other the other programs under the center in that there'd be somebody supporting me in an assistant priestess kind of way which has a similar role so I can kind of just translate this across the different mm, pillars yeah the, the, the difficult one is the full-on like more advanced priestess training where I feel like I need to bring in someone that's more um skilled than me technically but then but then I guess it's still the same thing because I'm still the CEO it's just that I'm bringing it and I guess you should always be hiring people that are more skilled yeah definitely and you can just (laughs) again hire them on you know a hourly kind of basis Mm. and I feel like this is just kind of from what you were saying and how how I'm kind of processing it and like this might not be exactly your vision but if you say like you're priestess program is a year Mm. like maybe you start the first round where it's online but then there's x amount of in-person events yeah Yeah. where you could just rent a really beautiful sacred space yes so I haven't spoken about that but there's some magical weavings happening where um my new photographer is actually also part of an events company that's just being kind of born. They also do catering and they have a venue which is close-ish to me, looks beautiful. It has a stone circle. Amazing. Would definitely be somewhere we could hire. Amazing. So I feel like that part of it could actually start to happen without me having to find five million pounds to buy a venue. So that part of it is, uh, yes, somehow that's another arm that also I think still needs to be thought through this lens, just conscious that we should wrap up in a second, but like also through this lens, if there is like an events pillar, 
again, under my brand, can I get somebody else to deliver it? And then we have some kind of revenue sharing, like arrangement in place. So that's kind of, it's the same kind of question is how can I make things happen without me having to do everything? I don't want to organize events, but I want to be part of my company. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there's people you can hire who will literally plan the entire event for you. Yeah. There's then your co-coaches who would do some of the speaking. I feel like that kind of depends, you know, do you want to be like known as the face of your brand or not necessarily, but obviously Mm. you doing some kind of workshop or some kind of speaking at Mm. your event could be really powerful for conversions, but that doesn't mean you have to do the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. 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 Cool. Oh my God. So So many things to think about. uh it's almost like it's such a big vision but like it's also it feels like really real so which is always a good sign I think I mean it's like that feeling when you have that vision and you can really see it and you can really like do your visualization and like really Mm -hmm. feel it coming true I think that's just so powerful yeah yeah, absolutely. We have to, we have to, we have to be able to see it really clearly ourselves. And I feel like that is 95% of the work of making something happen mm. is us seeing it and believing it's already happened. It's already, it's already there. And then it's just the actions towards it are just like their flow, like this events company, like, like that venue and like, yeah, it's like the pieces mo- are moving in. Uh, my my problem is I want to do it all too fast. So, <laughs> well, you know what they say: we overestimate what we can achieve in one year, and we underestimate what we can achieve in ten. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much, Carla. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> See you next time. Thank you so much for listening. We really hope that you're able to apply some of the things we talked about to your own business or at least get your wheels turning. If you're wanting to create your first or next passive income stream this year in form of an online course or an online program, I would love to invite you to join the next cohort of the Passive Income Accelerator. We're relaunching at the end of August and depending on when you're listening to this episode, you might be able to join the waitlist or you might be able to jump straight in. So if you want to connect with me and join my upcoming free masterclass, please check out the link below or send me a DM on Instagram at Carla Biesinger saying passive. And I'll send the next steps with you to tell you more about the program and how I can help you and support you in generating a new income stream that can easily create consistent 10k months for your business.